0: Let's remain standing as we join together in singing our hymn of preparation. Seek ye first the kingdom. We thank you for for that beautiful witness this morning. And I want to thank Laura for conducting us this morning. That was beautiful. and Laura was conducting us today because Bert's down the other end of the building uh, this morning in the uh, Common Ground Contemporary Service. And to let you all know, you know, over these past weeks, we've been focusing in on gifts for growth. And what that has done is opened up opportunities for us to move in relation to a contemporary worship leader. So we have a candidate down there. leading in worship this morning. Uh, and so, Bert's down there to witness and to experience and to see if uh, they might fill that bill. And so, I celebrate that with you as we step forward in that way. I think that's exciting. We're able to do that together. And so, I want to give God thanks for that. We continue forward in our, in our series uh, entitled, Riches of the Risen Life. And this morning, we're going to talk about um, rising above, beyond success. I want to use the words that Diane, some of the words that Diane uh, read earlier on from the words of Christ as Jesus talks about those who would follow in his footsteps. And he says this, those who want to save their lives will lose them. And those who lose their lives for my sake and the sake of the gospel will save their lives. For what does it profit us if we gain the whole world and if we lose our soul? Those who love their lives lose them. Those who lose their lives for my sake and the sake of the gospel will, will save their lives. We'll will find out about eternal life because what does it profit us if we gain the world? And in the process, we lose that core of who we are. We lose our souls. And so, in those words of the Christ, I invite us to bow our heads, join our hearts together in prayer, gracious God. We're always grateful uh, for, for your word, we're always grateful for the ways that it would draw us more fully into the life that you have for us as people of faith, people who would follow you. We're grateful for the ways that even following you, we do gain life. We do experience life on your terms in the ways that we would know what it means to be part of your life and your light and your love and, and how that comes forward into the life of the world. And so we thank you for that blessing. So work through these words today and lead us ever more fully into what it means to be your people and to carry forward your work and your witness. And as we do, let the glory be to you. We ask and pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. It was a question that threw one of our graduates into a crisis. And the question was this. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I guess every graduate has to face that question. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I was particularly concerned about the way it threw this graduate into a crisis because it's the daughter of a friend of mine. And also to let you know that what she's graduating from is preschool. Luckily, we didn't ask that question in our preschool. We don't ask our preschoolers, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because this little girl worried about that for a week. What do I want to be when I grow up? And, you know, I guess when you're five years old, it's just, you know, you're just a little bit too young to start to get on that ladder. And you all know the ladder. It's the ladder of success. It's the ladder of when then. You know, when I grew up then I will be this. And, and and that's a ladder that we're all familiar with. We're familiar with it in our careers, you know, like when I graduate, then I can get a job. And when I get a job, I'll start at this level. And when I start there, then I can kind of move up maybe into a, a little higher position there. And, and then after I do that, I can move up to be a manager. And after I move up to be a manager and have people under me, well, then I can move up to be maybe a a vice president or a junior partner, and then when I get to be a vice president or junior partner, I can move up to be a president or a senior partner, and when I get to be a president or a senior partner, I can think about what board I say. Oh, you know, you all know how this goes. The ladder just kind of goes up and up and up, and it's not simply in careers. You know, it happens in education. We, you know, we, we do graduate from, you know, preschool, and then we graduate from kindergarten and the sixth grade and, you know, middle school and high school and college and post-grad. And then we get a fellowship, and, you know, it, the ladder just keeps on going. And it happens, I think, uh, in the, how we kind of look at our possessions in life. You know, we kind of, we get this house, and, you know, when we get this house, well, then we can think about getting that house, or we get this car. You know, you, know, you all know how the ladder works, you know? Uh, and so it's a matter of, she just, I don't think, was ready to kind of get on that ladder, that all of us tend to find ourselves on as we kind of go through life where it goes wrong to wrong to wrong to wrong. It's, it's the ladder of success. You know, kind of however you, whatever framework that means for you, you know, we all find ourselves in, involved in that ladder and then climbing the ladder. And the question that, you know, I think is asked kind of inherently in the text this morning is we climb the ladder until, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and like what's until like question mark. like. Until until when? I mean, until we get to the top? Because there's always another rung in the ladder. You all know that, you know, until uh, we get to the top. Do we climb the ladder until we succeed? Do we climb the ladder until we get tired of climbing the ladder? Do we climb the ladder until we kind of get... Burn out, and climbing the ladder. I was talking with a friend of mine who said that people in a, in a company that he knew retired the mandatory age. It was 62 retirement, because by that time they just kind of burned people out in terms of how they worked them going through their career. You know, I think about that, and y'all probably think about that too. Y'all may know that a whole lot, reality a whole lot better than I do. You know, do we climb that ladder until we make a discovery? Until we make the discovery that success, you know, no matter how wonderful success is, that success is not everything. And that success is not the only thing. Until we make the discovery that in climbing that ladder, there's there's some fine print in all of this, that the ladder can be a ladder of diminishing returns. Not necessarily, but it sure can be where every time you go up the ladder, you're thinking, you know, well, when I get to this place, I think it's going to feel like this. I think I'm going to feel like this. And, and you get to that place, and maybe you feel like that for a little bit of time, but then it's kind of after a while, it kind of wears off, and you're thinking, oh, okay, I'm going of back to where I was in terms of how I'm looking at things and how I'm feeling about myself, and so i got to make the next leap. And so, you know, so what happens in terms of where we think we're going to be, it's not where we stay, we just, we just, you know Something is slipping through our fingers You know, and Jesus kind of touches on this in the scripture this morning He says, you know what, we, we can be gaining the world in, in, in whatever that means for us And at the same time we can get this sense of <laughs> yeah, Something is missing here, you know Something just kind of running through uh, my hands Because I'm not finding that, that satisfaction that I thought I would find there's an emptiness that I, I didn't really think I was going to be experiencing. There's a lack that that I just didn't anticipate or, or expect. and Jesus comes along and says, oh, kind of this is what you need to think about that that we can be gaining the world and at the same time kind of lose a sense of who we are deep deep inside, and we can gain the world and we can lose our." souls. And, and so he kind of brings that forward as, as a possibility. And, and you, th- you look at that and you say, oh my gosh, that's, a, that's one of those statements that just kind of wakes you up in terms of, of kind of this darkness of, of that truth. And, and at the same time, that is a discovery that that people make. I mean, Ted Turner, and I know that this is a reference from uh, another generation, Ted Turner and Barbara Walters, and Ted Turner, uh, and Barbara Walters has been interviewing Ted Turner, and and at that point in time, Ted Turner is one of the richest men in the United States, and, and so they're having conversation back and forth, and Ted Turner says this about success. He says, success is an empty bag, but you don't find that out until you have a hold of it. <laughs> success is an empty bag. You don't find it out till you have a hold of it. You know, and last week, or not last week, a couple of weeks ago, we saw the biblical equivalent of that as we looked into the book of Ecclesiastes, and you may remember the, the person who came forward and, you know, as the teacher, and, and really when you look at him, he was not simply the teacher, he was the seeker, and as he, as he saw it, what he, what he did was he climbed different ladders seeking a sense of satisfaction in life, seeking a sense of success and fulfillment. And so let me read to you the the different ladders that he put up against the wall and and kind of what happened with him. First thing he does is he climbs the educational ladder. And he says in chapter 1, verse 12, I applied my mind to seek and search out wisdom, uh, all the wisdom that is done under heaven, and I acquired great wisdom surpassing all before me. And you know the conclusion he came out with on that? He says, and it is an unhappy business. I don't know, kind of of looking at all that. I learned everything, and at the end of the day, oh, it's a happy business. Then he goes ahead and he gets on the career ladder, and he says in chapter uh, 2, verse 22, he says this, where this one comes out, he says, "What What do mortals get from all the toil and strain with which we toil under the sun? For all our days are full of pain, and work is full of vexation, and every night our minds do not rest. I guess it's that thing, when you come home from work, you just kind of toss and turn and toss and turn. And like, like who hasn't like experienced that and in terms of, he says, that's the end result of just kind of working and working and working. And then, so he climbs that success, that's what he finds. Then he climbs an acquisition ladder, he says, I built houses, I planted vineyards, I made gardens, I had parks, I had great flocks and herds. My eyes, I, you know, whatever my eyes desired, I didn't keep for them. He says, and then I considered all that my hands had done and all the toil I had spent in doing it. And he says, this is his bottom line, all is vanity. All right, well, he gets to that level. And he says, forget all the other stuff. Forget the education, forget the acquisition, forget the career ladder. He says, I'm just going to go straight for pleasure. (laughs) Just (laughs) going to go after that. I will make a test of pleasure, enjoy myself. I cheered my body with wine, got singers, got concubines, you know, I had it all. You know, I kept from from my heart no pleasure, and guess what? It did not work, (laughs) you know? that what happens is he's climbing ladder after ladder, and we find this is not working. It says vanity, vanity, all is vanities. And so what it does is it leads us into what Jesus is bringing forward in the world, in, in his word today You know, that we can, you know, kind of have our ladders up there And, and there's nothing wrong in a success ladder You know, this is not a matter about bashing that It's a matter of saying that there is a counterpart That there is another ladder besides simply success And the other ladder is significance The other ladder is significance. Success is what happens, and we we get success in terms of what we gain, you know. In all those ladders, it's, it's a matter of what you gain, that's how you measure it. Significance is in what you give. It's in what you give your life to. It's in what you give your life to in terms of what really matters to you. What you think will really make a difference within the life of the world. And that's significance. And so what happens is, as we look at our lives, what we're invited to do is kind of come and and know that that is a component of who we are as people. Uh, That was brought forward. It's brought forward in a book by Donald Miller when he contrasts Freud and and Viktor Frankl, two of the great psychoanalysts in the 20th century. And he said, Freud, um, in his thinking that was honed, by the way, in private practice in Vienna, comes to this conclusion that what drives us as people is what's called the pleasure principle. And so as people, what drives us is we're trying to avoid pain and gain pleasure and that's what really motivates us. And Viktor Frankl, who honed his thinking in a concentration camp, as a prisoner in the concentration camp, and there's not much, there's a lot of pain and very little pleasure in a concentration camp, when he began to hone his thinking, he said, no, it's not pleasure that drives us. He says, in fact, pleasure is a a diversion. It's a diversion when you can't fulfill a sense of purpose. And so for Viktor Frankl it's a matter of, he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. He says that's what drives people. That people need to have a sense of meaning in their lives. They need to have a sense that they are part of something greater than themselves. That when they begin to think about life, they begin to kind of say, hey, you know, I need to be giving myself to to someone or to something that's bigger than I am, so that so that I can live into a greater purpose than I might have for myself. And when you begin to look at Frankel's words, it begins to bring Jesus's words into a different light, because that is what Jesus is saying. He says, you know, if we go ahead and we try to save our lives, we'll lose them. But he says, if then if we lose our lives, if we give our lives away for Christ for his kingdom for those purposes. For the ways that, that we advance God's love in the world. If we do that, he says we begin to discover what life is really all about. See Victor Frankel had this in terms of what you know what he would um, bring forward to to the people he worked with. He said, what everybody needs is to be able to get up in the morning. And when you get up in the morning and you look at what's going to happen in the day or you look what's kind of what's out ahead of you, you need to be able to to say, hey, today or in the days ahead that what I'm going to do is I'm going to engage uh, the world. I'm going to engage people around me in ways that I give of myself, in ways that I serve, in ways that I care. That lifts them up. That lightens their load that makes the world a better place, that lets them know that they are significant to God. He says, when people have that sense that this, I know that I am part of something greater than myself, they, then they're living into significance. He says, that's what we need. That's the question that we need to focus on. And that's the question that we need to live into. And so, you know, Jesus' words bring us into that place. And I think Richard's words this morning bring us into that place. You know, I loved his witness. I don't know if he listened closely. He said, you know, what's the thing that he really enjoys about our church? The mission trips. You hear that? That's what really meant something to him. I mean, I guess it all meant something to him. But I mean, it was when he was out giving of himself in terms of serving other people, in terms of meeting them where they were and lifting them up and giving them help and giving them hope, he says, that's what shaped my life. You know, that's true not only for Richard, that's true for all of us. I mean, it's a great word to receive from our senior to to guide us forward because that's the word that Jesus is bringing to us. And so we see our missions in a different way and we see our faith in a different way because I want to tell you, friends, that what happens in the Scripture this morning when Jesus says, follow me into that pathway of significance, those words are contexted. Jesus didn't come along and say, well, you all need to pick up your cross and kind of deny yourselves and walk along. What precedes those words is where Jesus says, I must go to Jerusalem. When I go there, then what's going to happen is I'm going to be suffered. I'm going to die. And when I die, I'm going to rise again. And the disciples, particularly Peter, said, no, 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 that's not the plan. He says, yes, that is the plan. That I'm going to give of my life. That I'm going to pour out my life. And the reason I'm going to do that is so that I can reconcile everybody to God. The reason I'm going to do that is so I can restore people to who they were created to be in God's good creation. Restore them to who they were created to be in the love of God as we find it in Jesus Christ. That people have a significance, an inherent significance to God. And what we're doing is, he says, you know, I'm helping people to claim that. And then he invites us to follow in his footsteps. In ways that what we do is help people to understand their significance to God. Help them claim that significance to God. And so as they live into it, they, you know, not only do they begin to discover what God has for them. What the scripture says this morning is we begin to discover what God has for us. We begin to discover what it means to live as people who follow Christ in God's world. And I want to tell you two quick things, I'm going to end up here. It's the beautiful thing about the whole notion of the significance ladder, you know, is it doesn't rest on success. You know, you can be successful or, or you cannot be successful. It, it's great to be successful. You know, it's wonderful. I mean, I celebrate Bill Gates and, and making the bazillions of dollars, but I also celebrate Bill Gates giving away bazillions of dollars, you know, because one's success and one significance, you know, and, and that's a great thing. But you don't have to have bazillions of dollars. You don't have to be a success to be significant. All you have to be able to do is kind of think, who is a person who needs me? Who is a person who needs my prayers? Who is a person who needs my phone call? Who is a person who needs my help up? Who is a person that needs me to help nurture? What is the cause that is calling me to do something? In ways that I'm giving of myself And so we begin to think about This is the way that I move forward And anyone can think that way Because that's what they call A redemptive perspective on life And we can Jesus invites us into that perspective And so we look at our lives in that way As we look at our lives in that way Again we can celebrate the success And we can celebrate the significance And we can celebrate You know how they come together because I, w- I want to tell you friends my prayer for, for Richard and, and for all of our graduates is that they would be successful LA, I, I pray for you and your dentistry as you go forward <laughs> a, amen I hope this is, is a blessing and a great thing and I pray for our other graduates you know, blessings and, and great things I think we all pray that you know that God would be so good and, and open up those doors in, in, in beautiful ways And I pray that for all of us. And at the same time, I pray for all of us that we would be people who would understand our significance. That you would understand your significance in terms of God's kingdom, in terms of the difference you can make, in terms of the people God has put in your path in terms of the way that you can step in and embrace those opportunities and live into those opportunities so that we can live into the truth that Jesus brought forward to us today. Those who kind of try to hold on to life and just, you know, pursue one particular ladder, and there's a diminishing returns there. But those who then give of themselves and wait for Jesus' sake, for the sake of the kingdom, we begin to find... What God has for you, what God has for others, what God has for God's world, what God calls the kingdom, we begin to experience what it means to be people of the kingdom. May God bless us with that mind and with that heart uh, as we are in worship this morning, as we go out into the world in the week ahead. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the ways that you invite us to be your people for the ways that you invite us to follow you in the footsteps and the path of Jesus Christ, for the ways that he invites us into lives of significance, knowing that even as we give of ourselves, give to those who who need us to, to invest our life and our love and our nurture and our care and our service in them, that indeed you would use all of that, you would bless all of that to bring forward your kingdom, you would bless it all with your spirit, and so, again, we thank you for that, for that gift of grace, for the ways that we live in that miracle of faith, for the ways that you uh, lead us forward into the life that you have for us and for all. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. I'm going to invite us to stand, join together in singing our closing hymn. I'm going to live so God can use me. And as we're, as we're doing along, if you want to kind of tap your toes, snap your fingers, clap your hands. Uh,